I've worn this. Sh- I had to check to see if I've worn this shirt on an episode before. <laughs> I'm like, I have a collection of black t-shirts. And I was like, is this a rerun already? We've only done like half a dozen. Dude, it's um, a black t-shirt company. That's all I it wanted. A- That's all I wanted to make at first. It was like, just nothing but black t-shirts. A black t-shirt company and then be able to make your own hats. Well, the mission fucking halfway almost there. Yeah, there, there it is. Um, that, by the way, um, side note to Sornex, that is one of their fucking heaters, especially after you get the explanation. Oh yeah, once you know what it, once you know what the what is, oh yeah, yeah. it's real, real good. Um, that's one of my favorites to pull out of the closet <laughs> today. Today, yeah. throw this thing. <laughs> I'm wearing this today. Yeah, and I got the new. Uh, look at this. This sucker fits. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, on on air, good call on the uh, reversing. Oh, the color. Yeah. 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 It was fun. Right. When we showed that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, that pops in a fun way. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, that's not fair. Is that caffeine? So, I, they're not a sponsor, but this is Gorilla Mind's new energy. Oh, wait, oh, here it goes. Gorilla Mind's new energy drink. This is a lot. I take anything. Lot. I take anything right now. I have taste test. <laughs> it is definitely tiger's blood. I can confirm. I can confirm. I've killed a tiger, and this is what their blood tastes like. Um, so I'm so I'm 31 hours 31 hours into this fast, and the one thing I want more than anything else is the taste of any sort of shitty energy drink. That's the one thing that stands out that I like. There's other things that I'm into, but that is one thing that I've missed just sipping on that. Like that's probably not great. Not for, not even for the caffeine. I mean, I said this forever. Like if they made if if whoever Red Bull Monster, I don't care if they made those flavored drinks without the caffeine, like that art of like I would drink that all day every day. So when you just that right there, that just got me in a weird way that nothing has got me into. Even Sophie, Sophie, Sophie last night, I was cooking a steak. She's cooking this beautiful fucking steak. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good or smells good or whatever. But I was like, fine. And then went on with it. And then just that little, because I know what that sound is. It, I was like, what's that? That's a law of response. <laughs> oh, 100%. Because it made my first thing was like, I'm going to go get one. <laughs> I was like, I am. Um, one, it's, it's hilarious you said that because. Think about your relationship to energy drinks to be that that strong. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have the same thing. I can't mm-hmm. I can't pass a Seven Eleven without being like Red Bull Monster. Probably probably yeah. need one. <laughs> probably probably need probably could go for one. Eleven o'clock at night. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a, I got shows to watch. I'm... <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that, that's ridiculous. But dude, let's talk about this fast because sure. it's important. And I think there's a lot of uh, analogies, metaphors, and all that stuff here. Yeah. So the, you know, we, it's been a year of, of well, a year plus of a lot of different adventures of, of different types of things and finding different ways to do stuff that's just, that just makes me feel weird in a way. And I, I, I had, it's the first time over the last couple of weeks that I recognized that like, oh, you need to feel weird because there's a lot of life happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess probably the most straightforward way to say it would be, um, I, I had allowed, uh, discomfort to find me rather than going to find discomfort as of late to be real on the nose about it with just like taking life things, not, not crazy stuff, not big stuff, whatever, just a lot of things. And, and I kind of had this thing of like, well, what's within my grasp, within my realm of not really having the time right now or the means to like travel or whatever, something like that. What's something that I can do that is something I've never done before that I think, will produce some weirdness potentially. And uh, I was flicking around, uh, Izzy and I were watching, were flicking around on Disney Plus looking for stuff and came across the Limitless Chris Hemsworth show. And I'd watched a couple of them, but I hadn't seen, I hadn't watched the fasting one yet. And so we put that on. And as we were watching it, I was just immediately within like five minutes into it. I was like, that's it. That's the thing to do. Now he goes, he goes four. And I was like, I think, because like, one, that's fine. Um, I, that wasn't concerned about that. Two, I was like, no, that also seems doable. It's almost kind of like when we were talking about the hike. Remember when you first brought up the idea, or not, not the hike, the walk with me, and you were like 300 miles. And I was like, well, but what if we just did two? And, and your answer was great. Your answer was, because if you do two, 
you're going to be able to do it. And you're just going to wonder, could you have done three? Essentially, I'm paraphrasing your language. But that's the way I thought about this too, which was like, okay, well, let's just commit to it being a thing that's longer. And this is, you know, we've talked about this before. This is the beauty of how I think people miss the value of whether it's virtual communities, whether it's social media, whatever it is, it's the ability to say you're going to do a thing and now feel as though, not because you have a massive audience or anything like that, but you're just putting something out there that you're saying is a thing you're going to do. And it just adds in that little extra layer of accountability to it because you've now said it out loud with that. So we ripped into it. So it was, and actually I thought about it afterwards. It was really stupid. I was like, I'm going to do it 7 a.m. Monday to 7 a.m. Thursday. And if I was probably, I don't know, wiser, I would have just done like midnight Sunday to whatever. So technically, so I woke up yesterday morning, Monday morning, and I was like, okay, I'm going to eat something before like we hit like the seven o'clock mark. I was so just anxious about it that I like wasn't even like I could barely even eat. I had like a shitty protein bar, some granola and some yogurt. And like at like 6.50, here to go back, we were talking about at 6.59, I shotgunned a monster. Like like that, because I was like, this is it. You're going out, you're going out hard. And so that was kind of, that was kind of the rip of it. Chill yesterday. Felt hungry for the first time, kind of middle of the afternoon, evening time yesterday. Started to get some pretty, like, so we're talking like eight, nine o'clock. Pretty, like, little headaches, like almost like hangover headaches. And mm-hmm. I had been drinking water, very aware of the necessity to drink water during this. Um, but I had been, in, like, just chugging water. But I got, like, I, and I felt myself getting kind of pissy. And then this is the, some real masochistic shit. Sophie was like, uh, Hey, can we, we need some more stuff for breakfast. This is just shows like kind of part of what you've done to me. She was like, we need stuff. She was like, we need stuff for, we need more like breakfast type stuff. And because I'm kind of the way I am now, I was like, fuck it. Let's go to the grocery store. So, so we went to the grocery store at eight o'clock last night and we were shopping. We're going to shop pop tart bites, all kinds of just delicious shit. Almost as an extra way of me to be like, yeah, bitch. Like, 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 yeah, yeah. Like you're in it now. So Went to bed early last night and then woke up this morning. So that's, we're about 24 hours into it. Everything that I read about, you know, what kind of starts to happen during that time period uh, kind of happened this morning. Like I woke up this morning feeling great. Like I can't, I I remember I woke up almost kind of like that little, like, like, what are we going to be like? Like, is this going to like, and aces. Yeah. The the Garmin body battery thing. You have that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like the whoop recovery thing. Yeah. Uh, I anticipated it just basically, it, the lowest it goes is five. I've never seen it go below five before. And I just anticipated like waking up at a five. Bro, it was a fucking hundred. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And I'm aware that this is just gadget science and I'm not hooked up in a lab. Yeah. But I felt that I felt like great and I still feel great. And here we are, it's two in the afternoon while we're sitting here chatting. And if this is the kind of vibrancy part of the ketosis that happens, I don't know, but like, we're great. Um, and it's kind of turned that corner a little bit in terms of like, I, th- I think this is what I was, I was talking about this earlier. I think the, the craving of the food part has passed. Right. Like we, I think I, I think I've got I think I've gotten over the thing and now we're on the not quite on the back half of it, but on the back half of it where I'm like, unless I start to feel really, really bad in a way which I don't anticipate, like now it's become of oh we're get we're getting there. Yeah. Type thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think you'll get there no matter what. I mean, not think I know. Mm. I, I, no, I would say that, to that real quick too. There was never a concern that all of a sudden I was going to be walking by in the kitchen and just be like, ah! and just like fucking involuntarily rip open a bag of Doritos. Smash it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just take it to just get one of the old uh, beer can helmets and just put two monsters in there and just sit on the couch and just be like, here we go. But it was a really weird thing mentally that kind of happened this morning. And, and so to also to the point of movement, right? I didn't have anything going on this morning got up and went out and went on a hike was feeling good and went and moved 
Mm -hmm. uh, because that was a thing that I was like, we're feeling good to do this because there's a part of my brain that was like, you need to rest while you're doing this. You need to, you need to just relax and let this happen. And, but I was like, well, I'm going to listen to kind of how I'm feeling and we're going to go out and move a little bit. So went out and chugged or, or, or chugged along, like, I don't know, like five or six miles or something like that this morning, just in the beautiful woods, feeling good, just walking, just walking, baby. That's all it was. Just walking, listening to the Fast and Furious soundtrack, as mm. one does at eight in the morning. Like, it was this weird thing about, like, I don't know how any of this makes sense right now, but, like, I was vibrating on a level. Too fast. Too furious. <laughs> too fasted for y'all. Okay, so just a point. I think we've made this point, but it's worth repeating, that both Ludacris and The Rock are in movies in which their stuff appears and they don't recognize it. That, it, that their universe exists in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Ludacris's music appears in Too Fast, Too Furious, but it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. And then Rock wears his own gear. Yep. While not being The Rock. His own Under Armour gear. And just like, this isn't a thing that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and just, and just, I love too when he just rock bottoms people oh, through yeah. things, which is not a normal. I mean, I've never been in a physical confrontation, but I don't think that's a pretty normal. Like, if you and I were in a fight, I don't think the move you would choose to take me out would be to scoop me under your shoulder, turn around, and put me through a table. Um, I'm going to do an internet search now to see if we can find a real life rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. effective, practical, uh, not one to speak to, you know, I'm just going to be out here stunning people. But like, um, so going through this whole process, and the, the fasting and everything else, um, one, what did you, what did you expect? And um, so for me, like kind of the analogy or the, or the, or the metaphor or even just a lesson that, that you're going through there, what, what's that feel like right now? I needed, I needed a re, I needed a reset in a couple different ways one just in terms of not not that anything had been weird or funky with diet or anything like that but i felt like i needed a reset in terms of mm, knowing knowing what hunger is in a way yeah. and and pushing the edge a little bit of when i when I think I need that just as a way to be curious about myself in terms of what my, not always the craziest about the phrase like relationship with food is, but you know, my relationship with food for a really long time was I didn't really have one or it was, you know, a volatile relationship. Yeah. And then for the last three years, it's been a really structured, stringent relationship with food, right? I pretty much track like most like probably like 90% of the time, probably 95% of the time, because I like the element of like control that it yeah. gives me. And so I think I was curious about, well, let's, in my brain, let's see what happens if we go the other direction for a little bit. Let's see what happens if we just, you know, if, 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 me, and, if me and food just took a little time apart, let's just take yeah. a little break and see how we feel when we come back together with each other. And how much my goal of this hopefully also is to, maybe help myself even more so simplify my eating. Not in any way other than just being curious about it. Not because I think that there's anything wrong with how I ate or anything like that, which I think is also kind of the point too, which is just doing this because I'm curious to see what happens. Um, where does it reset you in terms of hunger? Because one of the things that I've always kind of been fascinated about, man, after being hungry, like really hungry, mm -hmm. Uh, either fasting on purpose or accidentally um, is that it reset what I f knew hungry to be. Mm -hmm. So when I hear people say you're hungry, it becomes mm -hmm. kind of a dog whistle for me to be like, well, and I don't say anything, but it's just like, are you right? Because like once you're like, once you're hungry, like you're really hungry. You're like, Oh, okay. Like this is a different thing. Yeah. What I've been saying, like, this is boredom. This is habitual. This is discomfort. This is a lot of things, but this is not like hunger. Right. And I think I was, I hit you up yesterday morning about that, right? Wait, cause one of my first things, so I, I had a thing I had to do in the morning yesterday and then I got done with it around like 11 or so. And I was trying to like plan out like what I was, I needed to do the rest of the day. And was the, the very first thing I went to was, well, I'll just go home and get a little bite to eat and then think about it. Right. And how quickly stuff like that just becomes like a, it's just a little like um, food, how often food can just be a little transition thing 
for us between things, whether that's snacking or whether it's eating intentionally or whatever like that, yeah. and really realizing how much do I need that. La last night, I would say, again, in that evening time last night, I was hungry. Like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I, I was not, I was mad about it. Yeah. I was like mad about being hungry. Yeah. It's different today. I don't know if tomorrow's good or later today or tomorrow's going to change. Like right now I'm, I'm like this feeling I have right now. I'm good. Like this is because something's recentered. I think it's standard, man. I think like when you, when you look at you know, people go through fasting, it all kind of mimics the same timeline. I mean, granted deviations exist or whatever, but you know, so <clears throat> I think you're, you're right. Oh, it's right on with, again, everything that I read or everything that I would ever about it. Like I'm experiencing all that to like a T nice. in terms of like the feelings, whether that's, you know, mental stuff or whatever. And at no point either, it's important, uh, you know, me, the king of quantifiers, which I don't, I try to do less of now, but I think this one deserves one. Even at that point when I was last night, like hungry, hungry, I was aware that this is somewhat of a habitual hunger that I'm feeling yeah. not this, not like you require sustenance to make it. Yeah. It was like a, there was a, there was a level of that it's habitualness. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kicking in or even like, I, and then, so the girls go to bed last night and whatever. And usually part, that's usually a time where I'll come and make one last little, like drive by through the kitchen for just another little something. Right. And that happened last night. And then I didn't do that. And I was like, oh, you're just, but you're also fine. Yeah. Like you're okay. Weird. So yeah. Science also, just for the sake of interesting things, I weighed five pounds less than I did yesterday morning, this oh. morning when I weighed myself. Yeah. Whatever it is. Now, does that have to do with, I was probably, I'm not going to lie, probably on Sunday night when I knew this was coming, I did have like a two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches really late and some other things because I was like, let's just gear up. But I mean, you can't really, be you really can't. I have, I'll share it when we're done. I've been collecting like a, a, a notes list on my phone. When I think of a food I want, I just write it in there. So cinnamon rolls, string cheese. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of random stuff. I was that guy when I was going through tears to, um, um, which basically POW school in the army. But when I was going through that school, I was the guy who kept a list of food. Yeah. Right. I think I still have it somewhere around here and it's like lasagna, clam chowder, just sure. ridiculous shit, man. And then for like months afterwards, I felt like my stomach was a black hole. Mm. I just couldn't get full. Yeah. It's a whole nother game. But yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. So good, man. Well, and I think what, I got one more thing on it go ahead, go ahead. is that I'm very, you know, you asked me kind of what, how your phrasing was in terms of like, you know, what to expect or whatever like that. Another thing I'm really looking forward to is not when it's over. I have no intention of just being a dick about eating. Mm. Like, oh, I didn't, I, I, I chose to not do this for three days. Now let's, and we've talked about this before. I'm not going to just celebrate that thing by then just doing the opposite of the thing right. I, I, I did. Right. Yeah. And, and doing it all in a way. So, and there's a, there's a couple people who actually hit me on uh, Instagram that are also doing it. Um, and I'll, I'll share that with you off here to not, not blow their spot up, but the, it, it's only, it was only for the intention of just needing to just kind of fuck with myself a little bit in yeah. a good way. I think this is a, ver I mean, honestly, this is, this is the way I look at it. To me, this is a version of Masogi. Yeah. Oh, you beat me. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> to me, it's the same thing as like when we talked about in with some of the guys before is, um, physically, I know most of you are going to do the thing. If I ask you to go walk a hundred miles, you'll walk a hundred miles. If I ask you to go lift a thousand pounds, you'll go lift. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll do the thing and they'll, they'll or they'll die trying. Um, but then there are people who like, they can do all those things, but if I ask them to, to speak in front of a group of crowd or, or, or a crowded room, that's their misogyny. That's right. their, I don't know if I can do this moment, right? And it's the same thing with food because, you know, one of the things I learned, like, uh, throughout the process of doing the bodybuilding shows is, like, how many people uh, start their qualifier for bodybuilding with, I can't, da-da-da, about food. Yeah. I could never about food. Yeah. You know? and all the while not knowing that like 
I pretty much just travel and exist to go eat at new food spots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not that we're the same, but just like, you know, that's my, my jam. I'd rather. Oh yeah. That than anything else. And people were like, you know, I could never like to go and it is, but it's also interesting because people just assume that about you because you lift weights. Right. People will assume that you're this person who just only eats ground turkey and rice, which. Oh yeah. Hell no. But there's also very like, there's a thing that we should probably like talk about here. And it's, um, the beauty of simplicity when it comes to food and meal prep, mm -hmm. right? Like how many people spend hours pouring over Pinterest to find a meal that is just this yep, zucchini slices and cherry tomatoes and all your avocados sliced real pretty lined up in a bowl. Like, dude, I like Hasselback potatoes, but I'm not making them. Right. Not for, not for a Tuesday. Right. right. Not for a Tuesday. Not for a Tuesday, man. It's a Saturday. Kids in the kitchen that we're making in a project type thing, but not on Tuesday where I just got to scarf this thing down in front of a, uh, a screen before I take right. three zoom meetings back to back. Right. We were, the way I was talking to somebody else about it, they, I was having this conversation with somebody else that I work with in nutrition coaching and they were asking me kind of about that same thing. And a way I told them, and I didn't realize that until I thought about it, a way I think about the way that I eat normally is I, I don't, I'm not like a person who will go hard on like single ingredient stuff or whatever, things like that. I mean, that's wonderful. Again, if you've got the space and time to that, but I look at things as like with foods, like what things in terms of even like macros and stuff, I want to make foods date. So I'm going to figure out which of these foods date each other well in terms of how I'm pairing things together. Not in a way of like pairing things together, but in a way of just like uh, bagel, cream cheese. There we go. Carbs, fats like that. I like to eat in that way. I don't I like to eat things that are mostly one thing combined with another thing that's mostly the other thing. Yeah. So like a carb, a fat and a, and a protein or whatever, rather than something that's like 40 grams of carbs, 19 grams of fat and 20 grams of protein. Like I like to take things and just like, y'all didn't know you were going on a date today, but spoiler alert, here we go. Yeah, I get it. That's uh for me, it's more like uh, the big ones I, I, I consider you know, macros. So I consider, um, I mean, food taste. Um, but the other one is uh, digestibility has become become a huge deal since doing the bodybuilding shows. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I try to really pay attention to things that just digest well. Um, I mean, which also goes into the whole like resiliency piece that I, I coach, man. You know, like my thing is like, if you're if you can't eat red sauce, you're eating red sauce, and it's keeping you up at night, and you wonder why you're an asshole the next day. Sure. Go figure. Right. Um, so that's become more and more important. But other than that, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I, one of the things, the other things I learned is like, I don't like ground meat without a car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ground meat's terrible without a car. So, and if I have to eat ground meat without a car, then that's where eggs come in because they mm -hmm. you know, get all fancy chef like bus yolks in slow motion. Fancy and bus yolks. <laughs> bus. Yolks. Bus yolks. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's, um, I don't know. I thought that was, a, that was an interesting piece that, that we, I think we've seen both this week that people trying to over chefify. I don't know. It's not even word, but... I think you can apply that to a lot of stuff, right? You can, I mean, I'd be, you know, in terms of even just breaking things down into a simpler component and what you can get up. I mean, we were talking about that in one of, in one of the group calls the other day. Right. And even using that as the, uh, kind of analogy for it is, you know, choose experiences that are more single ingredient experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think you had a little bit of that with the two wolves experience mm -hmm. that you had and what that was all about. And, you know, I, I think that sounds like an incredible thing that probably created some of that same, same concept. Yeah. The two wolf thing is, um, most, and this is the, 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 the idea I've had is like most of my core memories most of the memories that I actually give a shit about um, have been simple ingredient memories. Uh -huh. Food, fire, friends, right? You know, friends, water, hangout, conversation on a deck, right? You know, a walk holding hands, like just simple shit, man. Uh -huh. None of the, I'm not going to say no. But like most of these core memories are th like things I care about 
as far as like memories I want to hold on to when I'm an old man are like very complicated. They're not the crazy ones. And even if they are the crazy ones, it's the moment within the crazy ones, right? Uh-huh. So Two Wolf was was amazing. So just to explain it to everybody, Two Wolf Foundation is a nonprofit for combat veterans that takes um, combat veterans into the wilderness to do stewardship. I didn't even know what you meant by stewardship until I did this, but this is like taking care of the trails, lands, public lands, um, making sure that they're, they're um, clear, making sure that like certain paths are cut off so we can keep certain areas uh, pristine and like they were in you know, 1776. Right. And so we went out on our particular one and we went and built some uh, fencing to keep some areas that were not off limits, but the trails to get there. There's only one or two ways to get there and people were creating their own trails. So we went out and built some fences and hung out and met with local guys and they helped and everything else, man. And it was, it was fantastic, dude. First of all, I didn't know people, I didn't realize how many people are out here who are just, fanatical about public lands which is yeah just taking care of space yeah like i don't i don't think a lot of americans recognize the whole public land thing in the first place but then to meet people who's like on their off time or their whole job is like just public lands and not just like this is my job i showed up like the guy from tread lightly dude this guy showed up, was pumped up, was ready to roll. He was excited and it wasn't an act and it wasn't like a, a, a three hour thing. It was the two or three days that we were with him. He was ready to roll, talk about trails, talk, you know, yeah. get stuff done. And I was like, man, this is exciting, man. Cause whenever somebody's, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Whenever somebody's excited about their, their yep. thing, it brings a, a, a little spark, right? A little mm-hmm. extra flame. I listen to anybody talk about something they love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, we did that, and then we got to visit. We visited three um, forest national parks, and, and uh, so we went to um, the Bitterroot, which is in Montana. Absolutely gorgeous. Like, if you guys have never been to Montana, don't go, because I don't want you to see what I saw. It's not beautiful. It's for me. It's for me. <laughs> you definitely don't want to go there. No, you don't want to go there. But no, <laughs> but, but seriously, man, like, I had the same reaction in Montana I had in Hawaii, but for mm. same reason, different place, right? I remember getting off the plane in Hawaii and driving towards North Shore and being like, I can't believe this. And like, like just like simple little phrases just kept coming out of my mouth and I couldn't control it. You know, fuck, that's beautiful. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Like, just mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 minutes. Man, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I, so now we're driving around in Montana and I'm just like, can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, that's all I can muster. Can't be, you just turn into a grandpa. That's what happens. It just accelerates you real fast into just an old man who just says little things like that. Mm-hmm. Can't be mad. Dude, we're just driving. Like, There's something about like that vertical next to a creek on a road. Yeah. And just again simple things and the beauty and i was just like this doesn't make sense how awesome this is uh-huh. right you know for a guy who's wanted to see montana for years now it was very um expectations were met surpassed right and so then we went into northern idaho we went to salmon chalice and um <clears throat> and we, we went to um yellow jacket lake first of all Whoever didn't tell me about Northern Idaho. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you, right? Well, they probably didn't tell you because the same reason you don't want people to know about Montana. They're like, no, well, you don't need to go there. The real reason why they didn't tell us is because no one has cell phone service. In Northern oh, that's I mean, some, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, there's like no cell service. Great, right? But it was, um, I, I was just, again, I just, I couldn't muster the words to just express how crazy beautiful this stuff was. Uh-huh. And so I'm riding with this guy. He works with horses for heroes. And he's basically an old cowboy dude. Now he's not old. He's my age cowboy dude. And um, Tim, and he's just like, if I ever stop realizing how awesome this is, he said, I'm going to need somebody to like take me out back. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, and that's yeah. the, the only sentiment I could really get from it. Um, 
And then it was one of these things, man. It's like, you know, you continue to learn lessons or relearn lessons. And that lesson is just that, like, there's nature in medicine. There's nature mm. in medicine and being away and being, again, in simplicity, man. Something about six dudes around a campfire telling tales, sharing stories, um, be it deep or just jokes, right? Um, I think there's something to that, that enough, not enough people, but specifically men, especially dealing with all the stuff that we talk about with men that's not right in the world today. Um, one of my ideas is that that's what it is, right? Which is a catalyst for Warpath stuff, FYP. Mm-hmm. Find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think enough men have enough of a tribe or enough of these moments. And for me, it was another experience or lesson, relearning that lesson again. Like, even me, man, like, I didn't, like, I knew I needed a break. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was in it where I was like, oh, not only did I need a break, I needed to be around dudes who I could just be like that with. Yeah. And so that was uh it was really cool, man. And I have the utmost respect to Brian and those guys. Brian's going to be on the podcast. Uh, the guys who run two wolf, it's a fantastic organization. Um, if you can be a part of it, be a part of it. If you want to help support it, you should. Um, and I will forever be a part of it if I can, man, that, that, that was a, a great experience. And I think more guys should, should be, see it, do it. And um, if you're not doing it, cause you're not a combat vet, then, I think you should start your own or you mm-hmm. should just get a group of homies together and whatever. I will be purchasing an, a forerunner and, and going full, full bore is my, my plan. Um, but yeah, man. Do you, do you think that, do you think that one of the reasons why that's not a, that's not a thing that is a natural way for people to just kind of congregate sometimes is because once you, once you get around that kind of setting, it, I'm my, this is happening live, but I, my, my thought is, is I wonder if one of the reasons why it's challenging for people to have the, just get in those settings and have those conversations, not the people who choose to get there, but people to want to go there is because there, we, there's a lot of value put in that. If we're going to spend time together, there has to be some sort of a thing that we're talking about or doing while we're spending time together. Right. So like we're going to go to a football game together mm. or we're going to go to the bar together and watch the game or do anything like that. Once you put somebody in that situation where it's just like community without really like uh, a vent thing there, then that requires that conversations. Conversations can go many different ways. Like you said, it can be sometimes, I mean, you know, we've been in many of them together. Sometimes it's, it just turns into everyone sitting around laughing their asses off, telling funny stories about things. And other times it goes to a place where it's like, oh, we're having like, yeah, we're, a doing- legit, we're doing this deep conversation about this thing. Yeah. And I, I imagine that's probably intimidating that it's like, it's like unstructured hangs. I don't, that I, is, I never, I've never thought that man. maybe. I think yeah. not for that. you. I know not for you, but I'm saying I wonder why that's you know if that's a reason why that's avoided isn't the right word. And maybe I'm even maybe I'm not even saying it right because I think it's before all of that. Yeah. What it is, my personal take is like again, fuck it, we'll do it live, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is you get married, you get a girlfriend, right? Now the the, the operative thing to do is to spend time in that relationship. And most people, I think, their relationships become their their only thing. Mm-hmm. This is why you hear, I think, a lot of guys, they're like, oh, we don't see Tim no more. We don't see John mm-hmm. no more. He's, he's, he's with Sally or whatever, right? Like, that becomes a thing, and there's no longer a space for your dudes, right? And I think even more so, like, there becomes this, external invisible pressure that you need to do you, that you don't have time to do these things mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing well that's interesting because maybe what we're talking about is it's making it's making time to do nothing but it's nothing with a purpose and i don't mean nothing like nothing nothing oh, i mean yeah. like unstructuredness i don't even like personally like i said i don't even think it's the unstructuredness i think i think men thrive in two ways right i think it's amongst each other and doing things now doing things doesn't have to be um poignant 
and then like we fucking like again you build a fence together next thing you know you're like we're 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 friends right right like me and you we're friends now yeah and it's like those are the, the the again the ingredients are dudes do thing fire mm-hmm. <laughs> magic mm-hmm. right um well and then if you sprinkle in if you sprinkle in then the element of the suffering on top of it if yeah. it's if it's 97 degrees out while we're building a fence yeah and then afterwards we go eat or whatever. Now this, now this thing has now turned into a multi-level layered of connection yeah. between this thing we did. I think that's the main move. And I think that's uh, important. I think that's all, again, you know, a lot of guys don't have it and they're not, they're not experiencing it. And it doesn't have to be out in Salmon Chalice, you know, amongst the stars. Like, hopefully I, I, I pray you get a chance to do that. Whoever. Mm-hmm. Is, right. But, there's just as much um, value in that sitting around an Airbnb with uh-huh. 10 dudes you barely know after you just got done doing crazy breathing exercises and right. Boxing, right? Like, right. Um, or if you just took a hike together or whatever the thing is. Well, probably a real similar thing happens with, I, I, I imagine with, because you've done one, I, I don't know if you've done more than one, but I haven't yet, but like the 50 for the fallen events. Yeah. Like that's after that type of so, event together. 50 for the fallen it's along the same lines of our entire premise here at completely unreasonable and that's like two things make strong relationships in my experience and that and you even said it already suffering together and food and so what chad and 50 for the fallen has managed to do is put together these ruck marches all over the country whether you walk 50 miles and somewhere along the lines everybody's point is different the joking stops not that people aren't having fun it's not what i mean but somewhere along the line you get it gets quiet and you start thinking you start really turning out and what happens is is any pretense that you wanted to portray or, or show up with will vanish right it's kind of like long form podcast like you can only pretend to be somebody else for an hour mm-hmm. real you shows up or dating right like once the real you shows up it's whatever but like here's the deal one of the things that we know to be true is that if i break you off in a training session the real you is going to show up so at mile 25, at mile 30, the real you shows up. And it's also where some of the coolest conversations happen. That's where some mm-hmm. conversations happen. And then for, for what 50 for the Fallen is, especially for me, um, you're walking in remembrance of men who are gone. Not just men, men and women who are gone. Um, and so laughing and joking, it's not all solemn. It's not at all. I laughed my ass off. And I had a great conversation with Brian Peters during my, my my uh, about a lot of things but then also somewhere along the lines when i was walking it was in total utter remembrance of my friends people i've served with people i served with but didn't know um names i just saw and then you start to think and you're like holy shit like this is pretty this is pretty heavy thing but this goes along with the the idea for me there's this idea that as long as we are talking about those people, our friends, our family, our loved ones, then it's never really death. Mm-hmm. Your legacy is preserved, right? And so every, every opportunity you get is a chance to remember, remember them. And I think that's what, that's what it is, right? And, I, and Chad, again, Chad will be on here as well to talk about this and all his experiences with it. Um, but for me, that's what 50 for the Fallen was. It was like a, it was a, and it's, and it's a mini Masogi, man. For some people, that's a legit Masogi. For me, it was an eye opener that I had more and that I needed to push the boundaries a bit further. Um, but, you know, it's a what an interesting through line through all this stuff we're talking about, whether it be that or going out to the middle of Idaho or, or, or fasting or powerlifting or whatever it is, is, and I, I'm, I'm seeing these, I mean, there's a lot of just, you know, things that are happening live here. The through line of this stuff that I now find myself being interested in 
is stuff that is going to help me see when when does the real me show up and is who I think the real me is the real me out of just hypothetical real me. Like what what is it a thing that's going to get me to that point yeah. where it's like this now, this is now an edge. Mm -hmm. This is now a boundary. And especially when it's a thing you said you were going to do, what now happens? Because it's all things also, which I think is the point. Don't do that. That's not nice. It's all it's all things. It's all things again that you don't have to do. Yeah. Right. These are all things that it's like I'm going to make a choice to do a thing. And if you look at all these things too, right? An interesting thing around all these, whether it's just walking or whatever it is, all these things we're describing here are all things that have very little cost of entry to them. Everything that we've just described here in one form or another. Sure, that might require some travel or whatever. But for the most part, you're not talking about, hey, I need you to go on this adventure with me and you need to bring your own $50,000 snowmobile. Yeah. It's like, hey, come to this place and we're going to walk a lot. I think um, one of the things I've come to realize is like I am after experiences mm -hmm. and moments. And while there are moments and experiences that I'm after that cost dollars, most of them cost physical effort and time. Uh -huh. And the payoff, the payback is fairly large. Because uh -huh. even if you don't have an overlanding rig, you can go camp. Sure. Right. You can, you can park at the base and hike in. Right. You can, I mean, shit, you can rent one. Right. Yeah. There's a company called Hatch Adventures that are, we had one of the vehicles for that week. Uh, that's what it was. It was, a, it was a rental overlanding vehicle. Well, everything's scalable too, right? I could go to Target and I could buy a $40 tent exactly. and, I've got a, and I've got a metro park and a place over here. I could go camp if I wanted to camp. Exactly. It does, that's the other thing that I think is, is becomes the impediment for stuff is that, you know, we've talked about this before. I think maybe this kind of relates to the grand gesture thing, but I'm not sure that like, well, it's only worthwhile if, I, if I'm going to do that, I need to go to Idaho to do well, it. Well, here's a great one. So I had a call this weekend with a guy. Love him to death. I love him. But this is this lines up perfectly. Um, he calls me and he's like, B, I need some help. Like, I've been doing all the things. I'm on the path, man. I'm journaling. I'm training every day. Uh, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. And life doesn't feel how I thought it was going to feel. And I was like, so what did you think it was going to feel like? So he explains and we're talking. And I'm like, so what is it you're after? What is it that you want? And he's like, adventure. And then I'm like, sweet, like adventures everywhere, right? And then so we're talking and we're talking and we get to the point and he goes, so how do I know? How do I know that I'm going to pull this lever and this action is going to happen? And I'm like, oh, I see what's happening here. You don't get a guarantee. Hmm. What you get is to pull the lever and the fucking numbers roll. And maybe you get trip sevens. Maybe you pull the lever and you just get nothing. Nothing lines up. I was like, but then the but then there becomes this piece of like, what skills do you have to make adventure happen? And one of those, I will call it a skill, the ability to suffer and make uh -huh. decisions while suffering is what leads you to there. And I so I say all this just to be like all of these things are adventure. All of these things are some form of an adventure that leads to a moment or an experience that you want to be able to recall later uh -huh. on. I think it's later on in life, right? Cause uh -huh. if we look at things and we look at it on, 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 on scale, man, like why are you doing this? So you can put an Instagram post, which is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to uh -huh. ridicule you because you want to fucking uh -huh. Instagram post. Right. But I would say that the larger reason is probably, and like I, and you, I've talked about this is like, imagine, close your eyes, you know, imagine yourself at 80 years old. What is 80 year old you want to bother your partner about? Mm -hmm. right? I listen to my dad tell stories all the time about what it was like to be a cowboy, what it was like to be a soldier, what it was like to be an adventurer, you know, a wild man, a guy who raced cars. And my mom's like, because she's heard the stories for the last, since 1978. Right. And so. I was thinking, I was like, if I close my eyes and I fast forward and I'm 80 years old, like, what do I want to bother my partner with? 
We don't want to borrow. Like, I want my lady to get mad at me telling that story about Salmon Chalice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think it's a, a beautiful framework to make decisions too. Like, not that we went there, but somehow we're here. Um, but I think it's mm-hmm. just a beautiful framework to end up making your decisions in life. And like, if you want to be an adventurer, you got to do adventurer shit. That does not mean you're guaranteed adventure. It means that you are at the starting point. Right. You show up to Lake Salmon Chalice and it's chill and there's no adventure. So you got a choice. Mm-hmm. You can go stir up trouble or you can just fucking take pictures of the dope mountain in the background, mm-hmm. real food or whatever. Mm-hmm. The way I think about it is in terms of this is this just made me think of that is, you know, if you're going to think about someday, however long that is down the road at your at your wake or at your funeral, I, you know, I'm. I'm now interested in, in there not just being at some place where all the things of remembrance of me are. I'm not interested in there just being one picture of me doing one really cool thing. I want it to be a poster board, <laughs> multiple poster boards that are full of a bunch of pictures Yeah, yeah. that someone is going to stand there and they're going to go like this and look at it and read them all and see all the pictures and see all the different types of things in that way. It's that stack of undeniable proof. Yeah. You know, it's that too, man. And just to tie this in, cause I think this is important to you and it's important to me and, and it's come up several times this week as a dad, mm-hmm. right? Like there's this thing where I think a lot of people retreat from their adventures and dreams and, and, and desires because they're parents now. Mm-hmm. And there are certain factors, like maybe you've got to make ends meet. And so you, all your all your time is spent doing that. And like, that's a different thing. Cross that bridge too. But if you're in the position to pursue some of those things, be it the simple ones or the, the, the extravagant ones, I think that you kind of have a duty to do that. Uh-huh. Like part, of your, part of your role is to, one, show that your dreams don't die and that you can pursue or else how else do they learn this right it's another client i talked to this week was was um saying like his son doesn't feel very adventurous to him and he wishes his son was adventurous and i asked him i was like are you adventurous he was like no and i was like so where else would he right right you know and so i think it's the same thing like how else are they going to learn this know this or feel this now there's a there's a point of diminishing returns. You got to establish that between your kids because certain kids threshold for you being gone as far as mm-hmm. whereas other kids are like that'll be back. I'll see him on Thursday, right? Um, and also they're they're including including them in it, which I think you're brilliant at doing um, as well. Mm-hmm. Like I just think there's a thing there where a lot of and, and again just speaking from the man side of the house because like, I've never been a chick before, but like <laughs> it's like you know it's like I think you owe that on some level to your, your family and friends and, and yourself, because it's like, how else do you demonstrate those things? And again, they don't right. have to be grand. I have a friend who just wants to fly fish and he should probably go fly fish. All his kids know that, that, and so he actually does it. And so he has stories too. Cause I think the other thing, and we talked about this on text message this week is like, experience is king. Uh-huh. It's king in communication. It's king in like how you are able to come across to people and just just the whole nine. And so for me, small rant, remarks complete. It's a good one. Go go go! Experience and do the things. Mm-hmm. And and take it down to simple ingredients. If you're not sure what it is, yeah, that's all. That's all it starts with. I mean, you know, the thing I thought about when you're talking about kids, you know, I. I've taken my kids and we've done stuff like, you know, whatever, like David Busters and all that kind of stuff, which rules and definitely has a place. I can't, I can't tell you any real or too many real specific memories of a time that we went to Dave and Busters. Dave and Busters is cool. This is not an anti Dave and Busters statement, but when you're going there, there's a lot of stuff that happens and then it just kind of gets left there and then we go on, right? It's a, it's a very concentrated fun. It's not a, it's not a, yeah, yeah. It's not a type two fun. It's a very concentrated thing that this is this, this is this moment. This is where we did the thing. And then now it stays here versus we're going to, you know, on four days notice pack up and go to Kentucky and go see SmackDown and have breakfast with Phil and go ride horses 
because this is a thing that we just decided to go do off of a whim versus like, this is a place where we know, I guess maybe that's the way I think about it. The way I think about my kids is I used to think about it as where do we go to do stuff where fun happens? And now I look at it as, well, we can make fun doing anything. Yeah. And so let's go play with what those different things are and see what kind of fun we can make there. Because we had a lot different type of fun when we were at the Kentucky horse park and it was a blast. And both of my kids talked about it all summer. That was the thing. That was the thing for them. That was like that. We did a lot of shit this summer. That was the thing of the summer, yeah. right? When Izzy went back to school in fourth grade, everybody writes their little, what did you do over the summer thing? That's what she wrote about was that, was that thing, right? Because that was a thing that is, is a simple ingredient yeah. of doing that, doing that thing. Good. You just gave me an idea of something I need to do big time. So thank you for that. And then, um, I guess to get ready to land this plane here in a minute. Um, speaking of being a dad and kids and everything else, man, I saw this quote from the book, um, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. And I thought it was pretty uh, good, especially as a guy who grew up with a family who says, I love you all the time. Oh. And, in a family of people who say, I love you all the time. It's that, that thing that happens when you get upset with people, oh. even just there's too much going on. And so I thought this quote was like pretty dope. And, uh, and, and it made me think about my kids and my family and how I, how I view things versus how I always, I don't always say. And it says, uh, sometimes I want to say, I love, I love you all said the mole, but I find it difficult. Do you said the boy? Yes. So I say something like, I'm glad we're all here. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know, it got me, and it got me good. Too. Hmm. It also made me think about in um, in Idaho and in uh, Montana, there were several moments where I just kind of had that feeling of like, oh, we're all here. And so that's for that. That just got me. That just got me going. I'll of turn in thinking of things of that are said, and and even thinking of the things that my kids say that are variations of that that are little phrases they'll say that I'm like, Oh, that's just, that's a new way of saying that same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it got me because it made me think, cause I'm, you know, I'm always on the road, man. I'm always gone. I've been gone. And then when I come home sometimes like kids will say something and it doesn't trigger right away. And then it'll trigger. Like I'm laying in bed at night and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, that's what she's saying. Like she's saying like, dad, you just need to be. Yeah. So, yep. There it is. So, I guess in closing, family, food, fire, friends, simple ingredients. Go out there, have a good time, be unreasonable, and uh, check out Two Wolf. Check out 50 for the Fallen. Donate if you can. If you can't donate, show up, especially for 50 for the Fallen. Their next one's 9-11 Shanksville, and then we'll be in Green Bay um, for the, I think it's Veterans Day weekend in November. Uh -huh. November. And um, that's it, man. Got anything? No, you did it. Be excellent. See you on the path.